This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Good afternoon, this is Earth Matters on The Bigger Picture and I'm Juliet Jacobs. It's World Oceans Day today, celebrated annually on the 8th of June and the theme for this year is Revitalisation, Collective Action for the Ocean. Now, a healthy ocean is a critical part of the solution to the dual climate crisis and biodiversity crises, but currently, less than 17% of land and 8% of the ocean worldwide is protected. So today, I'm joined by Monique Sumampao. She's the head of marine program at WWF Malaysia. And we're going to talk about the changes happening to our ocean, the challenges these changes present, and why it's critical to protect our planet's life support systems, specifically the ocean, our climate and biodiversity. Welcome, Monique. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you, Juliet. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, uh, listener as well. Hope you are all fine. We're very well. Thank you so much for joining me today. First time I'm having you on the show, so I'm really, really excited to to be able to speak to you. So I thought we could just start off maybe by, uh, you know, for, for you to share your background with us. Um, how and when did you decide to get involved in marine conservation? Thank you. Yes, it was very interesting since I actually my father is a Navy at a time and every time and during my childhood, he bring he brought me to the island where that is the, the time where I really impressed with the horizon. Mm-hmm. So I really I don't know, I, I feel like I already connected with the, the island with the marine and beneath it. And uh, I continue uh, studying uh, in double major for social science and environmental engineering. And also I continue also in the studying for my master degree in environmental science. But at the end, I also end up in the project for coastal and marine resources in some of the part that is coastal area where I really can back again connected and feel uh, my emotion again to my childhood. Oh. So yeah, since then until today, which is already 22 years, wow. I am yes, in this business, which is the protection of marine coastal and planning and management of coastal and also working with the community. And uh, I'm still uh, looking forward for, it's still counting my, my days in this uh, conservation work. Okay, the work doesn't end, does it? Uh, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure you'll agree mm. to that. And as you mentioned, you know, you work on areas related to marine and coastal management. There's of course climate change adaptation in coastal areas. I believe uh, sustainable development and all of that. Uh, maybe you can explain a little bit about you know the different facets of your work. Uh, yeah, actually, it uh, the marine program uh, in WF Malaysia, we are covering a lot of things because uh, I start with the threat first, yeah, because in here, uh, our threat are uh, in many forms, like, for example, the fish bombing, the cyanide uh, fishing, the massive tourism that is also threatening our coral reef, the unsustainable development in the coastal area, the overfishing as well. These are all the anthropogenic factors. Mm. So even without these threats, we already having or dealing with the impact of climate change. So like impact of climate change, we know the coral bleaching, the severe uh, weather and storm, sea level rise, sea and sand temperature rise. So even without this anthropogenic uh, uh, threat, we already will or facing the impact of climate change. So having saying this, that we really need to be, uh, basically we know what, what is our baseline, what we, can, we could reduce on all this threat and how uh, the ecosystem 
should be included and in part of the uh, like a habitat species and community to be included and in part of the conservation strategy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, basically we have three strategy that we are going to uh, tackle. Uh, I think since like we, we were in a marine program, it's already like three phases time five years, like already more than 15 years to be calculated. But Along this uh, uh, progress, we uh, trying to transform in a better uh, way. So today we are uh, trying to divide it into three strategies, which is we are working on the habitat. We are working consistently to protecting and also uh, reducing the uh, uh, threat to the species, mm-hmm. like uh, species on the marine turtles, the shark, uh, rays in Malaysia, and also dolphin also. And uh, lastly, also, we are uh, reducing the threat and improving the Malaysia fisheries, including the sustainable fisheries, sustainable seafood, aquaculture, and how uh, we are also giving the awareness of uh, consumption food uh, sustainably and also a long term of food security, we, we may say that. So uh, this three strategy has a lot of component of activity on each of the strategy as well. But I'll, I'll speak later. <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah, we'll get into that a, a bit more in detail a bit later. But, um, you know, you mentioned anthropogenic um, uh, activities, right, causing all these issues. Um, you know, you, as you mentioned, you know, you used to follow your dad as a child. And, um, you know, now after 22 years of working in this field, I mean, what are the sort of changes that you have witnessed yourself, you know, that perhaps is a bit worrying to you? Worrying, yeah. Worrying, anything? Not- yeah, a lot, a lot worrying me because we know that our staff is uh, really working on the ground with the some threats as well. Uh, some of uh, the marine staff, of course, they have to go diving, right? And we know that diving area is also the area where the fish bombing is happening, mm-hmm. right? So uh, you never know where they are going to fish or, or they're going to do the, the blast fishing. Yeah. And uh, if that is also impacted to the staff, that could be harm there and also probably threatening life, of course, right? And of course, one or two, our staff is also uh, getting the impact. It's not severe, but it, it is uh, the impact of fish bombing. Not to mention that we know in uh, Samporna a couple of years ago, there are a couple of uh, tourists and also one dive instructor that was killed by the fish bombing. That is a very sad story that I know and I've, I still feel remember that history that we should stop the fish bombing in case. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And I mean, based on what you've said, um, how would you describe the changes in our seas and oceans since you first began your career in this field? I mean, has the biodiversity of coastal ecosystems changed? Yes, interesting, because I remember when the first time, uh, first years that I came in Samporna, I was uh, visiting Omadal Island a couple of uh, times, and uh, it was around 2011-2012 that I see when uh, we arrive in the jetty, uh, I see only sands, rubbles, and waste, and mm-hmm. plastic, etc., but just last two weeks, I also uh, I came back to that island and I was very surprised. I was looking around in the jetty when the boat is approaching the jetty and I feel like, hmm, this coral is growing. There are more corals in here. And why is a thing? Because our effort working with the community, with the, with the uh, women association in Omadal, it finally pays off 
on all the uh, protection and conservation effort because uh, we are also doing the awareness, the education to them, and they are also uh, opening their uh, livelihood project. We gave training with our partners, with our uh, media and government. And uh, I saw that in last month, I was so happy to see that corals actually really grows there. Oh, lovely. So both positive and negative. Uh, I mean, there are some negative things, but you're also seeing some positive outcomes uh, from all the work that you've been doing. Yeah. Okay, excellent. And I guess, you know, um, based on all these things that you've just been telling us, why, you know, some people might not be able to connect the dots about the importance of marine health and our health. Why should people care about marine health and marine ecosystems? Yeah, because uh, this is our resources. Yeah, Sometimes we, we didn't realise that uh, we, we only see what we can see, right? But we cannot see what is be beneath the ocean because uh, the under the ocean, ocean is life. Uh, ocean is also the important habitat for species and human. So it's not only the uh, wildlife, but it's also a, a, a food chain. It's a food chain uh, for all the, the what human needs as well, especially in the uh, coastal community and uh, the area where it's all, uh, always depend on the sea and ocean. Yeah? So the healthy ocean means a healthy people. So how we treat uh, ocean impact to our collective future and well-being uh, this is very important. This is how we sometimes we didn't realize and we cannot see because what we can see probably it's easier to see a forest, right? Because we can see only in uh, two dimension, we can see. But in ocean, we have three dimension there that we didn't realize whether whether the fisheries is already depleting, fisheries resources are already depleting or not. We don't know, but there are some uh, study resort. It's showing that there's already like overfishing coming, uh, happening in this area. So that's why uh, it's really important for us to uh, work focus on this area. For our own food security, isn't it? That's a huge issue now as we're seeing, you know, the topic of food security. So yes, protecting our oceans also protects our our food security. Okay, let's go for one quick break, Monique. When we come back, let's uh, expand on all those threats that, you know, um, to, to marine environments. I'm speaking today to Monique Sumampau. She is the head of marine program at WWF Malaysia. It's World Oceans Day today. We Our oceans are sick. We need to act quick. And we're uh, talking about the theme for this year, which is revitalization, collective action for the ocean. We'll be back after this short break. You're listening to Earth Matters on The Bigger Picture, BFM 89.9. Welcome back. This is Earth Matters on The Bigger Picture. I'm Juliet Jacobs. Joining me today is Monique Sumampau. She's the head of marine program at WWF Malaysia. It's World Oceans Day today, so we're talking about action. The theme for this year is revitalization, collective action for the ocean. I love that theme. You know, it's collective. Everybody needs to, to work together to protect our oceans. And as you said before the break, Monique, you know, the health of our oceans also comes to impact our health. But let's talk a little bit, um, let's expand on the topic of problems. Uh, you know, what are some of the biggest issues or threats that marine environments face currently? Yes, thank you, Juliet. So, a uh, couple of things, of course. Uh, one is the destructive fishing activity. As I mentioned earlier, fish bombing is definitely the one. Cyanide as well, and unsustainable fishing gear. Sometimes uh, we don't know, uh, like, for example, the trawling, how this trawling is really harming the uh, coral reef and the bottom of the sea. They're just dredging everything from the bottom of the sea, and that's including the all the importance matters there, like a coral reef, yeah? Mm. And not to mention coastal development as well. We, we sometimes feel that development is good for the people as well. But if we are doing it in unsustainable way, 
then critical marine habitat uh, will be also uh, got the impacted from this development. And also uh, we need to make sure that there are guidelines, they are uh, uh, taking account from a measurement that need to be uh, put in how they develop the coastal areas. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Other thing is also species. We know that uh, other issue that relevant to the poaching of turtle and not only poaching to the egg uh, for the egg consumption, but also poaching to the adult turtle. And this is uh, really sad because uh, they can also poach and also sell the meat and dry the meat and sell it to that uh, demand area. It's mm. a higher price. And sometimes those fishermen is even choose to catch turtle than uh, fishing because of course of the price. And, and this is very, uh, very serious threat to our species. Yeah? Mm. And a loss of netting beads as well uh, because of the erosion, because of the climate change impact. And uh, uh, this is the one that is also Malaysia is having is the water pollution waste pollution and plastic pollution right we know everyone knows that they're aware that plastic is really harm our species in the in the uh, ocean yeah. and not to mention we are talking about microplastic whatever that we uh, we have in the ocean with that plastic it will become a microplastic and this microplastic we will at the end uh, end up in our plate because we eat the fish etc so uh, let's be aware on this uh, uses uh, in our uses daily. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and other like dredging, sand mining, and uh, etc. <laughs> so many, there are so many threats, but of course, yeah. um, but of course, there are solutions as well, isn't it? And what, in your opinion, are some of the most important priorities for marine conservation? Yeah, of course, as a conservation NGO, WF here is number one, we need to protect, we need to make the marine uh, protected area big accepted. And we, we want to also encourage uh, area in the marine area for like locally marine managed area and in a very key uh, biodiversity marine area. Yeah, So because the, the, this is the, the strategy that we really uh, should address to at least uh, protect the area that we know it's very important for the larger area. So uh, it's not only a paper park, we hope that it's also having with the, along with the tools of management effectiveness, etc. Because as we know, it's less than 4% only uh, of the ocean is designated for protect, protection. And in the future, we, we are aiming for 30, 30, 30 by 30% by 30 uh, year 30, 2030. Mm-hmm. Not to mention, uh, we are also talking about the community development and also community education and empowerment as one of the solution for uh, this. And uh, don't forget about the climate change adaptation strategy because we cannot stop the climate change impact, but we can build and uh, on how uh, we can adapt with this climate change impact. Mm-hmm. And also marine spatial planning. Marine spatial planning is not easy to be understand for uh, public because this is a very planning and policy related. But at least if government buy in with this idea of marine spatial planning, the conflict among uh, uh, users in the ocean will not be happen because that is also uh, some of the issue. Uh, like for example, with the tourism and the fisheries, tourism with the aqua culture, etc. So this is something that uh, we really bring forward with the uh, our partner. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
uh, there are other things, if I may say. Sure, uh, please, please go ahead. What else? I mean, we're looking for <laughs> solutions, right? It's about collective action. Yeah. Yes. Like, uh, yeah, we know the uh, tourism is very potential and very good for the income to the country, right? Mm-hmm. But without uh, a real proper management of the sustainable tourism, like with a guideline, with, uh, uh, with uh, uh, yeah, sustainable tourism. Yeah. So if without this, I think massive tourism will also harm the ocean how they do that for example they can just step on corals they can just play around with turtle chasing the turtle and uh, uh, development of this uh, shelly in the coastal area and the, uh, above the water is also uh, without the proper wastewater treatment it will go directly uh, to the sea yeah. that is also a threat so that's why we need to uh, solve this with working together with the uh, district officer for example with the local agency with the dive uh, operators tourists accommodation provider etc diving industry is also important here because they are every day there mm-hmm. so we are working with them to also be our eyes and ear not only eyes and ear but also our partner for doing monitoring biodiversity together with us so uh, these are our action also we are also promoting the sustainable fisheries and aquaculture because we don't want us as a human uh, taking this consumption of fisheries without responsible because we know uh, this uh, resources is not forever and ever be like uh, before right yeah, yeah exactly uh, that's it's already long probably but <laughs> yeah, I hope that you can uh, get the idea no no that's I'm glad that the solutions part is long rather than the the threats part right so um, let's talk about WWF Malaysia's marine program right so you you alluded to it earlier uh, it's called pillars but how do how would you say these support the well-being of the seas but also as you keep mentioning the local communities all the other different stakeholders that are involved? Okay, so basically WF Malaysia Marine Program in the, in our core pillars, right? We want to make sure that our work is not only for the species, but also for the community, for the human, especially, right? The human being as well. So uh, let's say if we are saying to them, we, we, we gave them, uh, you cannot do fish bombing, you cannot do the cyanide, right? And then they will back again to us, okay, what can you give it to me? Uh, can you give alternative something for me to stop that uh, activity because I need the money today, right? Yeah. So th- th- this is the why uh, the reason why we as a marine program is not only saying uh, not only giving the education and awareness, but also we create, identify, work with them on how we can have the alternative livelihood. Okay, what you can do? What is your resources in the island? Can we also connect you with, for example, Craft Tangan Malaysia? And they are making a Craft Tangan uh, in the island using the pandanus leaf. So that's why with that, their, their income is actually growing. And in fact, I know that from these people, from this women association, actually from five uh, 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 women that is used to collect coral reef, live coral reef for their uh, development in the island, they stop that activity and they become uh, craft tangan, handicraft uh, making. Okay. And they got uh, quite 
significant income from this activity. So uh, really, the, the, this has become a big for the island because the, the association is also become bigger and bigger because, of course, when the, the people or when the women see the other woman, what are you doing there? Uh, that, that become a uh, ringgit collecting? Oh, I'm going to join you as well. So <laughs> that that's uh, part of the uh, solution as well. Huh? Mm-hmm. And also, uh, of Of course, climate change adaptation. Yes, again, I already mentioned this before that uh, the, the impact is there. But what is our solution? What is our uh, working in here? Like, for example, we monitor the uh, sea sand temperature rise because we know why if the sea sand temperature is rising, the turtle is become female yes. and no uh, male enough to also mating with this, right? Not yeah. enough. So the unbalance will happen on this. So that's why we need to monitor and we need to ensure that the hatchery, for example, is uh, uh, well proper and well managed so that the balance of the uh, fertility is also uh, will expected. Yeah? yeah, and uh, a lot of also involving community for nesting patrolling, turtle guardian, and also small scale fisheries management together with coastal community for sustainable seafood production. We need to work from uh, the community for, uh, with this uh, middleman buyer as well as the product activity, for example, with the aquaculture industry, etc. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so a lot of things that you guys are working on, and and you know the communities I would say are at the core of all the work that you do. Who are the communities that you work with exactly, and how do you engage with them through your work? We have uh, mainly in Sabah because, as you know, yeah, Sabah is the uh, highest marine biodiversity in the area in the center of Coral Triangle area, and also Sulu Sulawesi Marine Ecoregion. So we have these two, uh, three main area actually, which is TMP Tun Mustafa Park in Kudat, and also Samporna PCA, a priority conservation area, and uh, one more which is uh, just recently we are also planning to work in Darfur Bay in Lahadatu. So these three area we uh, work with in TMP we work with the five islands community. There are islands that we work for mangrove. There are islands that we work in Balambangan for the local marine managed area and also restoration of coral reef in Maliangin and Bangi uh, in TMP as well. And for Samporna, uh, we ha- we work with the four islands community and also partners there like Mabul, definitely, because Mabul is a very important island in Samporna because of Sipadan and the fisheries industry there. And Larapan, uh, uh, we, we encourage youth also to work in this Larapan for the uh, waste collection. And we work with Ba'it community as well for Semporna. Not to mention, I go to Peninsula Malaysia now. So in Peninsula Malaysia, we know Malacca. Malacca is one of the important sites for a hawksbill turtle. So we work with the turtle guardian in Malacca and we uh, sort of like trying to develop this turtle-friendly village concept in Malacca. So where all the villagers is also involving on how to uh, be the guardian to this, our turtle. And also Trangano, not to forget, because Trangano is very nice, long stretch bit where turtle love to be nesting there. So uh, Trangano is also one of our uh, target uh, area. Yeah? Uh, one more thing is the sustainable seafood producer hoteliers, NGOs as well in the food waste and uh, diver community for the citizen science for shark and ray conservation because 
Well, I mentioned a lot of partners in here, yeah, because oh, definitely we NGO WWF we cannot work alone because this area is our area, and uh, it's uh, really we need the involvement of this area, this partner. I mean. Mm-hmm. And that's huge, isn't it? And, and it is, you know, like the theme keeps, like we keep going back to the theme, it is collective action. That's the only way this is going to, uh, you know, uh, we're going to find solutions, isn't it? Because it's not, you know, it's not WWF's problem alone. It's not conservationist problem alone. It's everybody involved. And I'm guessing, of course, you know, with so many diverse people, there were challenges as well that you faced. I mean, uh, maybe you can talk to me a little bit about some of the challenges and how uh, how are you addressing it or how did you address these challenges? Uh, yes, of course, there are so many challenges, but I think uh, it's not exciting if we are not working with challenges, right? <laughs> yes. So passionately, we are still working this and we have solution as like we call it like adaptive management, right? So uh, let's say uh, strong partners are needed to inspiring others. That's uh, something that we should know. And however, engaging some key person, like for example, government or key partners in the ground was not always successful because we know and we understand that people has to come and go and the transition because of the transition, because of the moving career uh, or probably a conflict with his wife or their community, etc. But people comes and go. That, that's the, the, the one of the challenges that my team is also facing. But again, as I mentioned earlier, passionate is in our heart. So we will not uh, stopping our effort to keep continue and engaging again and again with the new people. Even that uh, a new person or our partner is not understanding everything about the uh, ocean, for example, and probably he only knows about elephant. It's okay. <laughs> this is something that we know. Oh, we have another uh, partner, another friend that we should also give some understanding and about how important is our ocean. Okay. All right. And um, I guess this is more of a big picture sort of question, right? What What do you think the oceans will look like ten years from now if we don't act now? Yeah, we don't know that we harm the ocean. Through our irresponsibility action, we know, uh, let's say, plastic can be more than fish. Let's say if we are snorkeling in 10 years from now, we are not seeing a colorful coral reef, but we are seeing plastic in front, inside, beside us, beneath, etc. right? Yeah. And uh, that is not something to be excited to go to the ocean anymore. And how about our fishes in our plate? Uh, Probably uh, last time we have a very nice tuna, a big tuna, a big other fishes that is in our plate and now become probably in the 10 years, if we are not uh, doing anything, then the fishes become smaller and smaller. And uh, back again on the waste and plastic, the nice sandy beach probably become a waste bin of beaches, right? And uh, divers will also threatening with the fish bombing, so just rubbles and bubbles that you can only see. Uh, bubbles, I mean, because of the divers there. But rubbles because of the coral reef destroying because of the fish bombing and other unsustainable practices there. 
Yeah, so it, it's just, I mean, it's, it's a very bleak picture, right? If we don't, uh, I mean, we should, we, we should have started acting a while ago. But yeah, if we don't make those concerted efforts now, it's really going to be a very bleak picture. But, you know, from yeah. all your years of, of conservation work, maybe there's, I mean, sometimes all these problems can seem a bit overwhelming, isn't it? Um, perhaps there's an inspiring story that you can share from all of your years uh, working in conservation, or all of these conservation efforts. Yeah, uh, back again, one story that uh, I remember uh, from, again, from the WAPO community. I remember this head of the WAPO uh, Women Association from Omadal Island. Uh, she was very, uh, very, very cannot be confident to meet with other people uh, to say something, anything. But now she is leading with confidence. She is saying about the protection of your uh, area about what what we can do with this and uh, proudly and she's already very uh, speak english very well and she can present her work also in japan and uh, i think in Jogja somewhere mm-hmm. and means that she is working with her heart because she knows that what we are working is actually for their living, for their uh, well-being as well. And once they are knowing that what we are doing is actually for all of us, they are with us and hopefully will be forever. Mm-hmm. And one one more also a small story from the TMP, which is the Bawang Jamal one. We visited that area and all these kids, like four years old, five years old, they suddenly making a turtle sand castle. So it was very cute because the castle is no longer a sand castle, but it's a turtle sand castle. <laughs> and, and I think this is a proof awareness building between our works and the kids and our partner as well for their future. Working with the children, that will always help, isn't it? Because then they talk to their parents, they talk to their elders. You know, there's so much change can come from uh, working with the children. And, you know, on a more personal level, like, you know, for anyone who's listening, what can we actually do? You know, should we try and influence public opinion or maybe influence our policymakers? Um, You know, if that's the way to go, how best can we do that as far as you're concerned? Yeah, I think innovation, inspiration uh, can come from everywhere and and can come also in any form. Yeah? So take that opportunity, every one of us, take that opportunity without evil feel tired because make sure that uh, you have always a high energy, high passion, high commitment because it is not only threat that we are dealing with but also the future of our planet. Okay. All right. So um, uh, before, thank you so much, you know, for joining me today, Monique. But before I let you go, you know, it is World Oceans Day today. Any message that you'd like to leave us with? Okay, um, uh, yeah, we know that our ocean facing issue, we know that our ocean, uh, ocean is so also facing problem, a lot of threats. However, I want to uh, be uh, keep positive, yeah, because every small effort counts and learn from the ocean itself because ocean brings the lesson learned to us as well. So uh, let me say this, every wave, every drops of the sea contain lives. Let them recharge our life now and for the future. 
I guess happy World Ocean Day, everyone. Happy World Ocean Day, Juliet. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Monique. Happy World Oceans Day to you. And again, we will, you know, come together, collective action for the ocean. That's the way forward. My thanks again to you. I was speaking to Monique Sumampau, Head of Marine Program at WWF Malaysia. If you'd like to find out more about their work, just head to wwf.org.my and you can find out more there or you can follow them on their social media channels. But if you miss any part of today's interview or any previous Earth Matters interviews, you can always download the podcast at bfm.my slash earth or you can find it on the BFM app. This has been Earth Matters on The Bigger Picture, BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.